You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. And welcome into episode 113 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host, Jesse Taylor. And we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation and SB Nation. And Jess, we're not going to take a lot of time on it because nope. we're already a little late on it. It's later in the week anyway. But the Eagles get their second loss of the season to the 49ers. And man, like that, the Jets was a fluke loss. But this was a true, just gross loss. He got their ass kicked. There's like, there's just yeah. straight up. I mean, and that's also ultimately what it came down to. By the end, we were all just kind of like, they, they got whooped. And yeah. uh, there's not much to say. You just, you just, you take that one on the chin and you're like, mm, hats off. Yeah, so I will say like, that L and uh, we will move on just because post there's. Game, post game, that's how I felt. I was like, we just, we literally sucked. That was terrible. Blah, blah, blah. But during the game, I was upset for like when it first started going downhill, just because those first couple drives looked so good. I even texted you and was like, this is so awesome. Cause they had looked like they had so much energy and we're doing so well. And then immediately after you completely, the text message, what happened? Sam? <laughs> everything went wrong. It wasn't even just one thing, but I don't know if it was me or the announcers well, that jinxed I it. wasn't going to bring it up or blame you, but I, I blamed, I blamed I, you for a period of time. And then it got really out of hand. And I was like, I can't even blame her anymore for that. I think it was the announcers more so that had a hand in it because when I texted you um, was not long after they mentioned that the Eagles had like 12 straight red zones drives that like ended in a touchdown or something. something and like I was that. like, huh, that's weird that they would say that. And then you texted me right as they were about like right as they got into the red zone, like they had first down yeah. from like the five. And you, te- that's when you texted me and I read it and I was like, I can't believe she just said this. They went <laughs> off the field and then it all went downhill and you go, I shouldn't have said anything. And I was like, no, you shouldn't have. I was so angry. I was so pumped because they looked so good. 
They did. They did. Those first two drives were fantastic. Obviously, you wish they would have walked away with seven with both of them. You know, you felt really good after those first two drives. Like, the defense does their job. They get them off the field quick. Everything's looking good. They go down the field, and you're like, all right, they're dominating. Like, this is great. But you look at the score, and it's only 6 nothing, And you're like, yeah. that's not good. And then it really started to get well, – by the time it was like – once they hit 35-ish points, that's when I stopped being mad at you and was just like, this is – even she doesn't have this kind of power. Like, for a while, but like, halftime, I was really angry at you still. Yeah. But, like, by the end, I was like, I can't even be mad at that because this was just so bad. And that's it. Like for a while, I was upset. I was getting angry at the Eagles. I was, I was mad. I was yes, upset. I agree. I agree. Eventually, by by the time the game was over, when the clock hit zeros, I was just kind of like, "Well, that was that was that something." Yeah. <laughs> like that, I didn't even have to be upset anymore because I was just like, "That was not." That was bad. I would like to just move on. Thanks. I think so. Like to your point, I think that it was like, you're right around halftime. It was like, you were still mad because you were in it and you're like, you knew they could turn things around, but you were just so disappointed at that point that you were like, wow, like this is like frustrating. Why are they playing like this? And then when they came out and it was just the same exact thing in that entire second half, I think it just like kind of got to the point where it was like exhausting and not even worth it because one, they just went so far down. There was no, t- like, no coming back. But two, it's just like, I'm, it's not worth it. Like, they literally are just having a poop day. And to that point, I know it's been said everywhere now, and it's not an excuse at all because we poorly, like, just truly played so bad. But the 49ers had, like, one game in 10 days. And that was the Eagles, like, third game in, like, 14 days or something, or in, like, the same time. And those games were, Dallas or no was it Dallas or Dallas was before the buyer after that it was Kansas City Kansas it was City Kansas Buffalo. City and Buffalo no yes Kansas, yeah, City, Kansas City and Buffalo but then there was a third game in that time oh no it, the 49ers would have been that third but third so game. still like that's insane that you go to three games and it's Kansas City Buffalo and the 49ers within like a 10 to 14 day period I can't remember exactly how long and when the 49ers went um, essentially that same amount of time with no games. Yeah. So like, it's, it's that's a big difference. Like, yeah. It's, 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 you're totally right. It's a big difference. And we knew that this part of the schedule was going to be tough. Right. And I know that recency bias is, is a thing. So everyone is up in arms and losing their minds and freaking out. But at the end of the day, like this six game stretch that they were going on, like we did not expect them to come out of it. Six and oh, you hope that they were going to do it. And you yeah. look at it, Think three and three, four and two, you're in a good spot. Now, the fact that the 49ers keep winning, the Cowboys keep winning, and the Lions keep winning, that makes it tough when you look at the NFC picture. And I think that's why everyone is as up in arms as they are because yeah. those teams weren't winning the way that they're winning. At the end of the day, the Eagles are still 10 and two. They have had the best record in the NFL for 31 consecutive weeks. Like they are, by no means is this like, we're we're not it's not all over okay like it's not that serious but because of all of the other factors and the fact that they got their butts kicked so bad you look at it and you're just like oh my god like it it does like a little bit of a shock but ultimately like they can still I mean we'll get into the discussion about the Cowboys but they can still technically like lose to the Cowboys 
and control their own destiny the rest of the way. So it's, you know, they've done, they did a really good job at the beginning of the year to put themselves in the best position possible for this tough stretch. They've got three, quote, on the easier side games to close out the season as well. The Cowboys still have to play the Bills. They still have yep. to play. There's one more team in there that I saw. Dolphins. The Dolphins. Lions. Cowboys. So, dude, after us, the Cowboys have Bills, Dolphins, and Lions. Those are hard games. So they're they, hard games, and all of them matter. Like, it's not yeah. like getting towards the end of the season where someone's going to have something locked up and it's going to be fine. The top of both conferences are so tight right now that seating yep. so big that all of these games are going to be really important. The Bills are st- are trying to get into the playoffs. Like, they are not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. it's there's a lot of things still at play here. But, you know, ultimately, as it relates to the 49ers game, like, you know they had this game circled. Like, it, it is what it is. They This was their Super Bowl. Congratulations. Literally. Yep. Giant crybabies on winning their Super Bowl. This absolutely makes it better that you didn't play in the actual Super Bowl. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But ultimately, I mean, like, they played a great game. Like, they didn't miss a they single did. play, miss a single tackle. They came in here locked in. Bing, bang, to boom. That point, to that point, well, yeah, you mentioned they didn't miss a single tackle. That was the Not exact one. opposite we saw from the Every Eagles. single one was um, Yeah, every single one. Um, but, yeah, to that point, though, Jess, it's just so funny because you're right, like, Honestly, if it weren't for like seeding, I would like, I still, I have no hard feelings about that. I like took that on the chin, that loss. And I'm like, ah, like I kind of have a a strange, yeah, I have like a strange calmness about it. I think um, we just talked about the Dallas Cowboys schedule. I think that there are losses in front of them um, after us, like no matter even what we do with their game. So I'm not as much worried about them and they kind of tend to drop off, knock on wood. Um, so I'm not as much worried about them and like the NFC East. It's just the Niners. That's the one thing is like, okay, like, yeah, you don't want to have to go on the road when you're playing them. Cause I think that it's very likely that they could get the number one seed. I think, let me, I have their schedule up and I remember looking at it before and being like, there's one game that they could lose. They have the Ravens still. So obviously they can lose any games, but they have Seahawks, um, this week, then Cardinals, Probably going to handle both of those, but then the Ravens, which is going to be a great game, and then Commanders Rams. So like, it's easier and for them by far they, than. Yeah. So I was that, gonna say depending on how that goes, the Rams are still looking at trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. So that could still be a dogfight at the end of the season if the Cowboys are still trying to fight for, or I'm sorry, the 49ers are still trying to fight for seeding. Obviously, like. The Rams and the 49, they're, I mean, they're a division opponent. So that could really mean a lot yeah. for the Rams. So there's a lot of things at play here that are and, really going to go down to the wire. And the Niners already, they have a few losses, and they weren't against teams that you thought they would lose to. No, so that's Brown. another thing. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's there's a lot of things that can go on here, and obviously – um, it's it's warranted to be a little nervous for sure, especially because I think that's one of the biggest things for Philly fans is that we haven't looked great in any game. So then to look that bad in this past game, it's just like you get concerned because you are questioning. You're like, by this point, we thought they would be on a roll marching yeah. to the end. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's where I think the concern comes in is more so with the team itself yeah. than with everybody else and factoring into it. Yeah, and I think the you're you're absolutely correct. I agree. 
Totally. But the one thing that I think is the maybe saving grace of that is I still have the utmost confidence in this team and this group of players to bounce back from that way more than arguably any other Eagles team I've ever. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like I don't. The leadership mostly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we talked about it with like, were you on maternity leave yet when the Jets loss happened? Did we talk about that one? I don't remember. Um, I think I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But it was one of those things where like, even at the end of that game, you putting the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands, I had no doubt in my mind that he was going to go down and they were going to score and they were going to win that game. I was yeah. shocked that that didn't happen. Same thing with the Bills. They got to go down and they got to, they got to at least, they mm-hmm. at least have to take a field goal. All the confidence in the world that they were going to go down and get the points they needed to. When it got into overtime, you heard Brandon Graham say it. Didn't matter that the Bills took the ball. I had no doubt yeah. in my mind. That if, they, if the defense was able to get a stop, Jalen Hurts was going to go right down. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that this offense can shoot out with anybody. We we have watched them do it. We I'm sure we'll see it happen again. The defense is still my more concerning area, and it was the more concerning area going into the season. The secondary, the linebacker, they finally developed yes. a linebacker. Like, I am – you know I was so angry about Jordan Hicks letting him yeah. walk. I'm angrier about them letting TJ Edwards walk. Like, they – just don't value that position. And I understand that they drafted Nicobe Dean in the third round, but like he has still, he's had the injury issues. And he has been a fairly like non-injured, reliable player throughout his college career. But like at this point he's been hurt. It's been a struggle. There's a reason that Christian Ellis and Nick Morrow were on your practice squad to start the season and didn't make the roster because they're not very good. Nick Morrow has extremely well for the majority of the season. Like he has played very, very, very Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. But there's not there he's hit his ceiling. Yeah. And Zach Cunningham again has played very well, but the fact that we're clamoring for Zach Cunningham to come back from injury, yeah. It's like not great. Well, and that's the thing is like when you have a team this stacked, it's very easy to pick out weak spots and it's Probably. quite literally that like linebacker area is quite literally a hole. Like it's not even a weak spot. It's just a hole. So teams, and that's where my problem is too with it, because I don't understand, like maybe back in the day, like you only had really like what, um, Witten, Gronk, like it wasn't more so where like you had these big tight ends that were like, you know what I mean? Like now I I feel like the game, yeah, the game nowadays is more of a tight end as a wide receiver kind of game scheme that I feel like a lot of people or at least they do it against Philly because of our hole there but I think it's it's frustrating because yeah like you're seeing the tight end more as a wide receiver role and we aren't doing anything to be able to stop that and help that hole and I mean we saw it the first time we played the Cowboys with Ferguson who the heck is Ferguson and he fucking ooh, (laughs) but he bleeping um like ran all over us and got I'm not ran all over us but you know what I mean so no, it, it no. is just <laughs> but because they're you're right I mean gro- like think of if we think about watching football growing up who were the the big it was you're right Gronk Witten Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez they were the big ones yeah right like and they that's what I'm saying the, like you could count 
there was never more than a handful of powerful tight ends. And now the tight end is such an important position on, I mean, you could probably, the, the average full NFL fan is probably naming way more tight end. Like you can name the starting tight end on the majority of the 32 NFL teams. Just again, just a person who enjoys watching football on Sundays. You could probably like when you're naming the, you know, big name wide receivers, the tight ends are included in that more so now than, you know, years ago. So they, the Eagles have not valued the linebacker position for a very long time. And they are, you know, they like to pride themselves on sort of redefining how certain positions are looked at and evaluated. I know the Eagles pride themselves on redefining how centers were looked at and evaluated after drafting Jason Kelsey. And they pride themselves on on alignment, especially and how they draft linemen and how they develop and those kinds of things. But like they are severely behind the pack, I feel, as it relates to adjusting to the style of offense played in the NFL today as it relates to either drafting and and developing and retaining linebackers. No, I agree 100%. And before we look into this upcoming week, the last thing I'll say is I know we said it after basically every – well, not basically after everything because I was gone for a big point, but, like, at least I've thought it um, after every game that, like, you were hopeful that they would not play their best and they'd realize that they almost got beat and that that would kind of motivate them to keep playing better. Um, Now they have to do it. They got this loss where they truly just lost and looked bad. Um, So if they aren't motivated from this loss to propel them forward, then that's where it gets concerning. So, um, and then we saw somebody, uh, some of the guys say it. I think it was like Jason Kelsey on his podcast or whatever. It was like, we looked bad. Like, this is our motivation. Like, we truly cannot just sit here and be like, we got to play better. Like, they have to now because they got beat and they got beat bad by probably their biggest competition. So, yeah. like, you know the standard. They keep talking about the standard that they have to hit. You know the standard now. So, like, they have to look up or propel themselves up to that yeah totally totally so we're gonna take a quick break from here we will come back and uh talk about this upcoming upcoming matchup against the uh dallas week love dallas week you are listening to the babes on broad on bgn radio when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into episode 113 of Babes on Broad. And as we said, going into the break, it's Dallas week, baby. Um, this sucks. one, I I don't know how to feel on this one yet. So, like, before we even get into that, just some of the uh, stats going into it. Obviously, we beat Dallas the first time we played them uh, this year. They last or most recently lost to the Se- or won against Seahawks last week. Um, what is, are they nine and three? think that's a record nine and three i'm trying to look it up real quick 
Yes, nine and three. Okay. Don't second guess yourself, Sam, because you know what you're talking about. Um, so they're nine and three, beat Seahawks last week. We are one of their losses that they got. Um, and speaking of that, that was one of those games that you really saw the Eagles kind of beat themselves in that fact because they gave Dallas so many chances, especially at the end of the game, to come back and take that game on their field. Um, and they got lucky because Dallas is Dallas and Dak is Dak. So um, they did not pull off that win then. But that's something that's making me nervous as we go into AT&T Stadium this week because it's on their turf. We have been in that mindset even when we were getting those wins of getting down and then fighting our way back. Um, Dallas has looked really good these last couple weeks. Their offense has. So it's it's getting to that point, Jess. I don't know what to think about it yet because – there's so many factors going into this one. I am just so weirdly calm and confident. Me too. It doesn't feel like a real Dallas week. It doesn't feel right. And but everything in my head is telling me. Way. Yeah. I didn't feel great. Sunday morning I woke up and I was like, I don't feel great about this. Like I just didn't. Everything was too perfect. Everything was going too well. They were riding another win streak. They had all these different things. Like every, there was this perfect storm for them to lose, not get their butt kicked the way that they did, yeah. but lose. And I, I don't know why I'm so confident in a team that just got their butt kicked like that, but I am. And it's a weird place to be because as an Eagles fan, we've been conditioned to feel the exact opposite forever yeah. and always it's like you know it, it's it's, it's a the total, Jalen Hurts effect honestly I think the calm cool and collected is really yeah. coming into everything and I am confused I'm so confused I don't know yeah, why just that's why I'm because so that's what I was trying to say is everything is pointing to the Eagles should not be comfortable going in this game and they shouldn't be comfortable. But for some reason I have this weird comfort feeling going into this game. They are um, the underdogs, obviously, because Dallas, their rivals, they were going to be the underdogs no matter what, when you're going into a rival at their place and you're both really good teams and up for the NFC. You know what I mean? Um, I think that was like minus or they're given three and a half. So we will see about that, but yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I I'm trying so last week when we were the underdogs at home, um, it was kind of like, what does Vegas know? But now that we are underdogs at Dallas, it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like that's how it's supposed to be. I don't feel like Vegas knows anything or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I can't explain how I feel about this without giving it all away, I guess. But yeah, that first matchup, I mentioned it. Um, Eagles almost, they tried to hand Dallas the game at the end, um, but Dallas was Dallas. Um, so Dallas, Dallas. Dak gonna yeah, Dak. literally. Yeah, because so we had to convert. It was like just over a minute left, I think. And we had to convert and Swift ran into our own guy and yeah, we couldn't convert. Management was poor. Yeah. And then so we handed the ball to Dak. They got themselves into the red zone, but then allowed a sack. And then they had a penalty on the line that pulled them back. Uh -huh. um, and then they 
completed a pass, but to like the five. So Philly was there to get the tackle. So yeah, exactly. But also Eagles also had a hand in that as well, in that they had so many stupid penalties in that game, including on that final drive and back-to-back pass or pass interference and roughing the passer call. Yes. Okay. All of these things, if you can just like clean up a little bit, if you can clean up a little bit, you abuse Dallas the same way that the 49ers abused Dallas and we were just abused by the 49ers. Like you, yeah. all you have to do is clean that up. And that was, that was a, that was a route of the, of the Dallas Cowboys. How about, like, we didn't even mention this. How about Nick Boza completely saying um, how like they fa- figured out how to stop Jalen Hurts and literally said Nick it Boza verbatim. Majority of the game with his face mushed in the turf. So I don't know right? what he was so that's neither but it's also hilarious that he just completely was like we figured them out and here's exactly what it is so it's if I were Jalen I'd be like okay so this is how teams can stop me this is what I'm working on but not even not even so Jalen Hurts has the second best QBR has the second best passer rating in the pocket since 2022 oh so yeah see I didn't even fact check it it's irrelevant what yeah He's an idiot. I mean, think about the kind of person he is. No, he didn't yeah. fact check anything. True. You know, but we know also, this. also another thing I thought was funny about it, how he's trying to give advice to the Cowboys. Cause that's why he was saying it. He was like, we figured it out here, Dallas. This is how you stop him. Because and they it's don't just so funny. Threat. That's what we I was just going to point out. So we it's are like this weird. Dallas is not. Yes. That's why I, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, it's so funny. It's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know what I mean? That's exactly what we're seeing going on here. And it's so funny that they want to kind of, because you know the Dallas, they're just so stupid. They're going to be like, hey, thanks, buddy, and fall right into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think that, like, Sam Fran actually likes them and wants to, wants to help them out. But when Sam Fran's just like, no, like, we need you to beat them for us and F you guys. Um, yeah, so I just thought that whole situation was funny. We'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, I – I don't know. Obviously, you cannot sleep on this Dallas team. They are very good. They've played very well, um, especially these last few weeks, like I mentioned. I forget who it was. I Someone responded to my tweet because I think I tweeted. I tweeted something. There were a couple of really funny responses to my tweet about him. Um, oh, I tweeted that I didn't realize he even played in the game because, well. Oh, yes, yes. The majority of time. Uh, and. Someone responded and said, I'm not really interested in what Lane Johnson's French maid says either. And I almost exactly that. I was drinking it <laughs> and I almost spit it out everywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's completely irrelevant. And it's yeah. just that the Cowboys are not a threat to the 49ers at all. You saw what happened when they played them in the playoffs last year. Awful. Yeah. The Cowboys are not a threat. The Eagles are the only threat. And listen, we've seen it go both ways, right? Like we talked about, what was it last year? I don't know if it was last year that we talked about in terms of playoffs and like seeing the team twice in a year and, and all that stuff. I don't know if it was last year, but we've seen it go both ways. Like I vividly remember when the Eagles got their first Thanksgiving game in years, in 2008, they dropped 40 on the Arizona Cardinals. I think it was like 40 to 28 was the final score. The Eagles were dominant. Larry Fitzgerald could not do a thing. 
and the Eagles absolutely routed the Cardinals just to go and lose to them in the NFC Championship game that year. Yeah. Congratulations on your Super Bowl of putting up 40 points in our stadium in No, dude, that's exactly how I feel. And I um, am always like very strange with the it's when you have two teams that good and you have them play repetitively throughout the season. There's it's very, very possible that they split. That's also why I'm kind of on this Cowboys game because they are a good team. They're playing really well, much better than us as of late. Um, and we did beat them the first time. So I'm like, eh, it wouldn't shock me if we split, even though that's why I'm like, why am I not convinced of that? But yeah, back to the 49ers, like, okay, you beat us in an irrelevant game and you felt like you won the Super Bowl and everything. Wait until, like, if you think that doesn't motivate us even more when we see you in the postseason, like, that's where I kind of sit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But another thing that we should say that I – um. I heard this morning when I was listening to something, and it is um, crazy to think about. But the last time we won at A&T, AT&T Stadium, so in Dallas, was 2017. The game where Jake Elliott got a concussion and they had to go for two the whole game? Is that – I don't even remember. You have a fantastic memory. I do. I have a – I. But it's not not in useful situations, right? Like if I put <laughs> kind of memory in school – and like remember things for tests that would have been helpful but no i remember the competition dances i did on stage in 2006 and eagles games that's the stuff i remember that's not dude my thing is birthdays i'm really good at birthdays isn't that that strange that is strange but it's uh, dates i'm also really good with dates yeah remembering things happen on like weird days and my family's always like where did you pull that from so, but I also, I like that birthdays is a thing for you because something for me is like, I really, I, I always try to be very good about like wishing people a happy birthday who I care about. And I get really offended when people don't wish me a happy birthday and I've wished them a happy birthday. Like, it, it's something Rightfully so though. But dude, I'm talking about to the point where like, I remember that Chance Mento and Jalexa Molina both were born on June 4th and I remember that because of elementary school. They were kids in elementary school, and I remember their birthdays. I was going to say, are they famous people? Because I have no idea who you're talking no, about right now. No, no. They were just in, like, my fourth grade class. Oh, well, shout out to them, and happy birthday. <laughs> right? But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I literally could just pull it up and be like, wow, <laughs> like, birthdays. <laughs> um, I will also say, we are recording this on Friday, December 8th. Yes. Um, yes. It was exactly three years ago today that Doug Peterson made the announcement that he was benching Carson Wentz and making Jalen Hurts the starter for the week against the New Orleans Saints. Fun fact. Wow. Fun fact of today. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why we feel good going into this week. It's another monumental week. And the other thing is like, I don't know, like, the Cowboys can put up points, but like this defense that was supposed to be so great is not that good. Well, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about us because we haven't been oh, playing I'm, to how you know what I mean. So that is one thing that I'm like, like the I, Eagles can score points. The Eagles can yes. go score points. Like go score points on this defense. And the, I mean, and and hopefully this defense takes a second to be like, hey, we are the problem here. Yeah. And well, they should 100. percent I mean, the well, offense is not not to blame, but the defense, if they could get any stop 
at all would have been supremely helpful in the situation. Our offense, our offense did not play smart whatsoever against the 49ers and still put up 19 against literally like the best defense in the league. So, and the Cowboys are not the best defense in the league and their defense is not much better than it was last year. And Gardner Minshew still put up 35 points against that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is, um, like, I know, like, you watch, like, the mainstream media and all that, and they're like, this, Dak has looked great. This offense is fantastic. And it's like, yeah, but it's also different when you're going up against the Eagles, who are another top con- contender, and you guys are gigantic rivals. You know what I mean? I feel like that just takes it out. Like, Dak is not going to look as good, well, hopefully, not going to look as good um, as he has these past couple weeks against a defense that absolutely cannot stand him and is a rival and has all this extra motivation to get to him. You know what I mean? So I just don't see him playing as well. Um, Obviously we'll see what happens, but yeah, there was something else I was going to say and I lost my point on it, but I don't know. I don't know why I'm so weirdly confident, but I am. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles really hurt themselves a lot in the first matchup against Dallas and they did I agree with you and and if they would have I if they would have cleaned that up it it if they can clean that up and especially really lock in after last week like I do expect them to bounce back very well um yeah their creativity on offense is still really bad I you know Shane and I I've been talking about this for weeks on the uh post game show and it's just actually someone posted about it today or yesterday and it's become more of a topic I guess on the in the Twitter world than it has been but the Eagles for the last two years have been dead last in the NFL in terms of pre-snap motion and there's just no creativity whatsoever with what they do now I will say getting back to a more balanced pass and rush attack we knew that was going to be a big question mark mm-hmm. when Goddard got hurt so getting him yeah. back will help collectively with both of those things which is great defensively they need to do everything the exact opposite of what they did last week and it should be fine (laughs) like yeah better well and that's one thing we didn't mention against um San Fran as well like we are missing we were missing a lot of people still we have a ton of holes a ton of injuries still Dallas got hurt against Dallas that first game so maybe he comes out with a little extra um, because of that but yeah I mean that's what we I mean we just need to see more creativity I 100% agree on the offense and Dallas so here's a little fun fact so I was looking it up so Dallas has the third best total defense this is by stats um, yeah. in the NFL Philly's at 22 right now Dallas has the fifth best passing D Philly's at 29 which is ouch um, and then Dallas has the 12th best rushing D Philly's at four. So quite literally right there, it spells that we need to run the ball more um, and really take advantage of that. And we've been saying that week after week, but especially we need to take advantage of it right now. Um, And they need to play well on that offense and defense from the jump, because if you want to have a successful run, obviously you cannot fall behind, which we've seen them lately when they are getting their wins, they're falling behind early. So like that will take away, the run, which is most likely going to be their success or key to success in this game. So need to get a good jump and need to really see the run this week. I hope that it's DeAndre Swift and not more Gainwell or anybody else, but we'll see. And with that being said, they need to hold on to the ball because when we do tend to run it more, we do see those crucial fumbles. So 
I think those are really the keys of the game for me. Um, you also, it's no secret. I think you look at this Dallas um, offense and it's just, to me, it's blatant, at least after the first time we played on that. The two things you need to shut down are Ferguson, their tight end, and C.D. Lamb. I feel like I don't even really think of anybody else as really a big threat besides those two. So yeah. I think that if you can shut those down, um, really just shut down Ferguson and have him locked down, and then all you have to worry about is C.D. Lamb in that. And that's not a small task by any by any stretch, but <laughs> all you got to worry about is CD Lamb. <laughs> yeah, you're. Right. Back to get almost 200 yards the last time they played. Uh, they yeah. they first of all they need to get off the field on third down on on defense specific. Like, yeah. there's no such thing as an opposing offense getting behind the chains with this defense because if third and nine, third and two, it's essentially the same. Like yeah, they, I agree. Absolutely not get off the field on any third down situation last week, and that's going to be such a such a big thing for them. And the offense needs to do a better job of maintaining drives and controlling the clock. One of the things that made them so successful in 2022 was the fact that they were able to control the clock and control the entire game with these long sustained drives, keep their defense off the field, and then the defense was fresh and they were playing in a way that they were able to be a little bit more physical, play a little bit further up and either generate turnovers or get these sacks and get off the field on third down. So if the Eagles are able to maintain possession a little bit better and the defense can get off the field on third down, I think they are really able to and clean up the, you know, the the penalties and things like that. Yeah. I think they're 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 going to be fine. I just I don't know why I'm so confident that they're going to be fine. I know. Well, I think it it really is. Like I said earlier, like it was where they were still winning and they were looking bad and they were like, yeah, we'll clean it up. But like, it's kind of like when you're in school and you're like the smartest kid in the class and you don't have to try, you know what I mean? And then like you go into college and it's just kind of like that wake up call. It's a different level. And you're like, oh, wow, I actually have to try. It's harder level. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of where they are right now. So with that loss last week and seeing what that standard is, like I said, they always talk about playing to that standard. You saw exactly what that standard is to get you to the point you want to get to. You know what I mean? So I think it really had to be a wake-up call. And I don't see the leaders on this team just talking out of their butt. And you know what I mean? Like they are going to put in the work and show us instead of just keep talking out, um, talking like they, they are. are so. respectable professionals. This yeah. is a, they are. And they take of, accountability. Oh my God. Yeah. They're a group of stand up individuals. They absolutely yeah. take accountability for everything. The culture that they the Eagles have created is, is tremendous. And they are absolutely. And that's the thing. They're not going to whine. They're not going to complain. They're not going to talk. And even like AJ Brown said, he's like, I'm not yep. going to tell you everything that was said, but we'll be good. And I don't, I don't, doubt that well and all. dude you also look at just saying how stand up they are like 49ers yeah they deserve the right to talk trash but if you have like just think about it the other way if philly actually you can think about it the other way because we did absolutely annihilate them last year and philly had nothing to say about it. no words you know what i mean no so words. it's just you see kind of the character of these teams and that really shows right there is philly's they keep everything in 
and they do it for each other. And yeah, I don't know. I'm weirdly, weirdly confident. Um, I definitely betting wise would take Eagles on the spread. Cause I think that they are going to win outright. I'll give my score prediction saying that I think I'm going to take your score prediction. I think from last week, 31, 28 Eagles. So I do think it's going to be a battle. I think they'll give up points here and there. Um, yeah, I think both of these offense will get get theirs, <laughs> quote unquote, get theirs. Um, but yeah, I think that Philly will win outright 31 28. I would definitely take them on the spread. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit, uh, just a tad bit more high scoring than that. I do agree with you. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be agonizing until the end, as it always is, until 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night when you should definitely join the BGN instant reaction show to see how we feel about it at 11 o'clock. So I'm not talking to no one at 11 o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that's rough. I despise the NFL for flexing the Eagles to the Monday night slot the following week. Dude, I think everyone should freaking, I just flex us into the one o'clock, please, <laughs> please flex the opposite way. I, I yeah, right? don't care about the primetime game. I don't want no. to. I love a one o'clock game. I love a one o'clock game. Love a one o'clock game. I to uh to clarify, I do want to sit and talk about it, just not at eleven p.m. I really hate that the yeah. NFL schedule has done this to me. I feel personally yes. victimized by the NFL schedule, but that's neither here nor there. They don't really give a shit about me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I I hate I hate the schedule. I hate how late all the games are. I would love. You know what must be nice? And I don't remember. I was just talking to one of my coworkers who's on the West Coast, living on the West Coast. I was four. thinking that. But it is kind of weird, though. Like, 10 a.m.? Like, that would be the 1 o'clock game. They don't have them out there. They don't start. Well, no, no. Like, go in there, I mean. But, like, even just, like, could you imagine, like, instead of, like, Sunday cartoons, like, or whatever you watch Sunday morning, like, I don't know. And I love the pregame shows. So, like, it would just be weird having to wake up at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday to watch the pregame shows. I'm in. And then, like, you'd be able to watch, like, just... Sunday night game starts at 5 p.m. and is done by 8, I'm in. You're right. And those are usually the better matchups. You're right. So, like, why do they really care about the 1 o'clock games? You're right. But still, it's just crazy to me. And that's the other thing. Going to games, they start at 5, done at 8, could be home and in bed by 9. Are you kidding me? Dude, I've thought about that a lot just because of the baseball schedules, too. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on 10 p.m. Start times for the Sixers when they play on the West Coast. Like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. Those are brutal. So bad. I hate Anytime. it. Anytime. Yeah. Hate it. 10 p.m. Me, starts are. Go ahead, sorry. It, no, I was just going to say my final score is 35-31. <laughs> I just think they're going to score a little bit more a little bit more points. It's not going to be able to. Ah, we're typing. Oh, you were writing time. it and I was writing it. Oh, my God. We're writing it at the same time in the Google Doc. And there's just 31,000 to 500. <laughs> Uh, not quite that much. I trust the Eagles and I trust Jalen Hurts, but not quite that much. Okay. So 35, 31. I like it. Um, yeah. Once again, we're kind of feeling the same thing. Very similar scores. Uh, that Jalen Hurts effect, man. He really does just rub off on you a little bit. Like we used to be just like screaming. Are we just mom tired or are we Jalen Hurts calm, cool and collective? I think it's Jalen Hurts because think about that at that time too, we had, the um excuse my language the Wentz <laughs> Carson Wentz I don't even want to bring him up because of what a weird time that was but no we had Carson Wentz and at that time he looked really good 
you know what I mean? For the most part. And we still were always stressed and everything. So I think it's just Jalen Hurts, man. Like, and rightfully so. We should have all the confidence in the world like we do in Jalen Hurts because he's shown us. I mean, what is he? Like 24 and two in regular season games? Like, you know what I mean? Something like that. Saw it somewhere and I should have saved it. But like, it had it's all 24 and two, maybe 24 and three now. He but lost yeah, four games in regular season games in college. And he's lost like, no, he lost. They, I mean, they were nine and seven his second year when he was the, when he first became the full-time starter for a full season, they were nine and seven that year. So they started, I think one and five. So in the last two years, I mean, he's lost. He personally yeah, so- has lost three games because two of the, they were 14 and three last year and two of the losses were Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, okay, so that makes sense. So it would yeah, be like 24 and 3. Consistently. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think it's not even that he doesn't know. He just refuses to let it happen. And I think that's why. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things, too, is we don't even talk about, like, because they keep everything so internal, and I love that about them, that they love keep that. it to themselves and kind of just are sneaky with it. But, like, they see what this national media is saying. They saw everybody come out this week and say how Dak is so good and blah, 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 and Cowboys are rolling and that they're favorited going into this week. They saw everybody say that the Eagles were a fluke and did not belong in the Super Bowl last year because the 49ers beat them now. Like, it's even the same team or same situation, which is just so stupid. Yeah, dude, and the biggest thing about that, too, it's like, so you think that it was a disservice last year that – the Eagles rightfully won that game and went to the Super Bowl and put on the best Super Bowl performance and were part of the best Super Bowl overall in ever. You know what I mean? Like it like was the Super Bowl miserable? No. You literally the best Super Bowls in the last Yes. That's Barna. what I'm saying. Like performance-wise, it was statistically the best performances ever in the two Super Bowls that the Eagles have played in. And last year was absolutely fantastic from both sides and the best overall performance we've ever seen in a Super Bowl. And even obviously we're biased, but like even people that aren't biased would put it at least in their top three. So it's not even, I can understand if the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and got blown out being like, wow, like that was a fluke, but like, because the following Yeah, but because of the following season, they had injuries and they had a tough schedule and lost to the team that they demolished in the NFC Championship. That's not an excuse. Like, it just – I yeah, long story short, what I'm trying to get here is the Eagles are seeing all this, and there's no doubt in my mind that they have the same exact thoughts about it on us. Like, F you guys. Like, you know what I mean? They've proven themselves time after time. So I think that they just know what they have to do, and – quoting our great savior Jalen Hurts um they know the standard now simple as that yeah I will also like to say that there's a there's a commercial that just came out featuring Dak Prescott that we I understand this is hate Dak Prescott anti-Dak Prescott week and most weeks are when you're a Philadelphia sports fan but there's (laughs) a tremendous commercial that's for um uh, cancer screening that everyone absolutely must go watch because it's about him basically saying like when you don't like something it's easy to talk trash about it and it's just and basically talking about himself and like it's like a whole big club like most overrated quarterback like it's like all this stuff but it's for a cancer screening and it's 
very, very good. It's a very clever, uh, like public service announcement commercial. So everyone needs to go watch it immediately because I was, yeah. I have Twitter up as we were starting to record this, Nick Sirianni was starting a press conference. So I had it up just to like, make sure we weren't missing anything crazy that was happening. And this came up that I just saw. So it's very funny. You need to go watch it. Yes. I have been, even just from your description, I'm confused on it. So I have to watch it now to see what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Go watch it. And we will um, wrap up our episode from here because now we're just talking about nonsense. So, um, <laughs> Uh, long story short, the Eagles are going to win on Sunday, and we're weirdly confident, and I don't know what to do about it. But thank you for listening to episode 113 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting our show. We will be back next week to talk about hopefully an Eagles win against the Dallas Cowboys, then going into the Seattle Seahawks. We'll talk about everything going on around the NFL and see where the standings are after week. What is this going to be? They're 10 and 2. So 14. 12, 13, 13, this will be 14. Yeah, wait, yeah, they're 10 and 2, 12, by week, 13. So this, yes, this is week 14. Yeah, it's absolutely too much to keep track of at this point. I can't believe we're already at week 14. This season is like really flown by. It really has. Uh, Probably because I had a baby. Well, yeah, having a baby is really, <laughs> really more of a sense of time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but again, thank you for listening to us. We'll be back next week and go birds. <laughs>